Hello and welcome back to Hey Look Listen. My name is Liam Sheehan and as always, every single time, I'm joined here by Jonathan Morrissey and Owen Reardon and we're here for our 16th episode and uh, just for a moment I want to say, like the last last time we um, <laughs> we attempted to cover an entire uh video game company and 20 plus years of every game they've ever made and i thought we did a pretty good job of it do you agree lads we, we did a you know we handled it well marcy yeah yeah I, I see where this is going um i feel like i've been been cornered here ambushed if you will <laughs> um i think it went well yeah i think there's a lot of things that listeners don't see that happen behind you know that happen behind the scenes um between the three of us um you know i wasn't told we were doing rockstar at all until mm-hmm. minutes before the episode um <laughs> Well, it's really you know, annoys me now that you put it on, on 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 recording, and now that narrative has changed, and that's how it yeah, went. Yeah. Damn it, you won. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but we, uh, th- this is actually just quickly, and this is a direct response to uh, to Emmett Green. Um, I appreciate uh, the memes; they're fantastic. We had memes, um, people. We were we, did. we were very yeah. excited. Yeah, I really were. We, we, we've made it, so I think that's a, it. Shows we've 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 got a reaction out of people. So but I will be waiting. Only for downhill his, his from YouTube here. Apology, but his YouTube apology video will be up, I presume, within the next seventy-two hours. <laughs> we can see that. But we we decided for this uh, this week's episode to just you know dial it back. We're just doing a single game. I don't know if this is interesting. It's probably not, but I noticed that we haven't actually done that in a while. Um, I was looking back in our previous episodes and we're just covering like all of E3, all of Rockstar. And we haven't, even when we've been doing kind of, you know, quote unquote, singular games like Mass Effect, but that's three games. Final Fantasy VII, but we did the remake too. It's been a while. So now that I've said it out loud, it really isn't interesting. But yeah, before we get to that, uh, as always, we begin with talking about, you know, what's going on? What's the hubbub? And uh, Marcy, I'll begin with you this week. Uh, what are you playing, man? Or what's just what's going on in general? Yeah, a few things, I guess. Um, on the gaming front, um, really in the middle and the depths of Last of Us 2. Um, yeah, can we I, make the section the let's check in with Marcy's Last of Us 2 <laughs> playthrough? Check in with my mental health. <laughs> my, my God. Uh, it, but I, don't, I really don't want to say too much because I think it's, it's, it'll be a, that'd be a brilliant episode. It, to, mm-hmm. So much to talk about. Um, I'll just say simply, I'm enjoying it, but I really, playing it for long periods of time is actually tr- is tricky, um, even though I'm enjoying it so much. Um, but um, yeah, that's it. I'm not going to say any more about it. Um, what I will say as well, and just because we were talking about this a little bit today, um I know when you've done something similar. I uh, pre-ordered uh, the uh, Steam. Uh, the name is completely left Steam me. Deck. What's it called? Steam Deck. My God, it was the best $5 I've ever spent for a deposit. Um, I'm very, very excited about that. And I've decided to go with that instead of the new Switch, um, which was a, a big decision Well, do you know what me. was actually funny, right? It was like our previous episode before Rockstar was uh, the Nintendo Switch and part of the the question that we posed during that episode is where does Nintendo go next and what is the Nintendo Switch Pro going to be which was being talked about at the time and then one week later Mm. the, the timing cannot be coincidental right? The Switch OLED goes up for pre-order, everyone online creates a fuss about how shit it is by Nintendo, then within the next few days, Valve <laughs> comes out and releases, to a certain degree, is the spiritual successor of what the Switch is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and all the memes were like, hey, um, Nintendo doesn't doesn't announce Switch Pro, so Valve announced Switch Pro. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> so which what model did you get marcy did what because there's different gigabyte sizes right in terms of yeah storage stuff? There, I, yeah there's three different versions um i think yeah the, the main difference is the size but apparently the, the the ssd speed as well apparently um uh i went for the middle one um i was quite this is one of the most upsetting seven to me in a while i recently moved from canada to ireland um and so the canada in my order through uh, canadian steam uh, it said, oh, yeah, this will be out, I think, in fall. Uh, is that right, fall this year? No, it's Christmas of this year. Christmas of this oh, year. Okay. It's winter this yeah. year, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I can do that. I can wait for that. And then the page refreshed because it realized, oh, hang on. Oh, he's based in Ireland now. And it's not out till August 2022. Are you serious? In Ireland. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. So that's what my, my pre-order says. And so I've got my that's weird for to, hardware. To it's weird that there'd be such a gap for that, yeah. the hardware. But anyway, that, that's why I have to, to wait till then. But I'm very excited for it. I think um I yeah think, I think it's i'm wonderful. like i'm waiting to hear what you're i'm deli- one i'm delighted you got it right because at least i'll know someone who has it that i can hear their impression um someone on someone on the podcast exactly that's always that's always handy i always, always handy um <laughs> but i'm excited about the potential of the device you know, we, we've talked about it here that like recently you know i uh, built uh, my gaming pc and mm. As much as I love playing games through it, that the big thing is it's set up in my workspace, right? So as in there's very little divide between when I finish at five o'clock and then when I want to sit down and do something recreational, like play games, there isn't that divide and that ability to like switch yeah. off unless it's the weekend. So that ability to play essentially the entire Steam library for the most part and the majority of Xbox Game Pass games on the go, I'll say one sentence to you, Owner Rudin. Imagine playing Police Quest on the toilet. Like, that's. Is there the anything better? The 1980s Police Quest. Am I? Yeah, yeah, Sierra's, yeah. Sierra's Sierra. finest hour. Oh, my God. I thought I was out of loop there, and I was like, is he talking about that 1980s text based adventure game? <laughs> <laughs> is that the episode we're doing today? I thought that was a really good segue. Yeah, super exciting, isn't it? Mm. Like, there's. God, uh, but here's my question Do you guys actually consider this another player in the hardware space or is it its own thing because valve keep marketing themselves as in oh we're not we're not making a like a gaming console we're making a pc with controllers either side yeah but because of the nature of the beast it'll have to be in direct competition with consoles you know i I, we can define it however we will but they're releasing a bit of hardware that looks like a fucking handheld console so Mm. i think it's going to be in direct competition with the consoles. Now that's always exciting. I, I'm not precious towards any of the, the companies that I'm like, oh, no more competition. My main thing is brilliant idea. I'm really excited for it. I, I've said it to you a bunch of times. I hate the design of it. I just hate where the buttons are in it. I just, I don't. I, I look at that thing and it hurts my hands looking at it. The analogs um, are crazy. Yeah, and where the buttons are, and uh, because they clearly a, a lot of space on that thing for uh, trackpads, which I assume is to recreate a mouse uh, mm-hmm. on a because you know a lot of PC games. But I think it's a great idea, and like I hope it's more um, when the Xbox, when Microsoft jumped into the the fray and with a console more than when uh, Nokia <laughs> tried to do it with the N gauge. <laughs> so let's. Uh, I'm I'm gunning for Valve. I think it's a brilliant idea. But I own. Uh, I believe we talked about beforehand. Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about what you're playing as well, but. Just to jump out, you've pre-booked something as well. Yeah, it's it's been really, really busy on the gaming front from the last episode where I actually said, no, I wasn't playing anything. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Since then, uh, today, I 
uh, got my hands on a PlayStation 5, which we all know is a rarity. Um, I got a true Costco. And as I told you guys earlier today, you know, those things only come available when they're available. You know, you can only get on a waiting list at EB Games here in Canada and they'll call you when it, one is ready to be picked up. And they, you know, they think that shortage is going to happen until 2023. So when one came available, uh, I was just like, you know what, fuck it. At this stage, I'm ready just kind of to pull the trigger. You know, I was I was wanting something new. And I always said that I, I said to my girlfriend, I was like, you know, the next time I play The Last of Us 2, I want to do it and play it on the PlayStation 5. I think that's Owen's earliest yeah. Last of Last of Us 2 reference on, on Asked. I think that's the no, first time you I brought didn't I intro it. myself as Last of Us 2, was it? <laughs> um, so he's, dressed, I, he's dressed up in cosplay as Joel right now as well. <laughs> um, yeah, so I pre-ordered that today and it was the... Um, I got Ratchet and Clank with it and it was the uh, it was a bundle with, with a second controller as well. Oh, um, so um, my girlfriend actually... Funny enough, guys, she wants to play It Takes Two. I, I love it. I love yes, It Takes Two. Does. I does. Brilliant. A hundred times more than when I talked about it a few episodes ago. I love that game. It's one of my games of the year. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So, bit of a week, bit of, bit of a week's last ending. Yeah. I, 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 I showed her um, <laughs> girlfriend reviews and um, that, that YouTube channel and they yeah, uh, yeah. played it and reviewed it together. And she saw it and she thought it looked super fun. So she's totally mm-hmm. down to, to play that. So that would be our first uh, couch co-op console experience together. So apart from that, you guys know I started and finished Inside on Switch. The Bo Burnham special. <laughs> I, I, I didn't get through that. He's been, he's been waiting days to do that joke. That was, that was, that was <laughs> it too quick. To me. It did it occur to me quick. a few days ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah shit. <laughs> Damn it, Marcy. You, you always keep me on my toes, don't you? <laughs> I actually, I didn't get through the Bo Burnham special. I wasn't in the right frame of mind. Hmm. Like that, that shit was heavy. You never will be. Maybe we should talk about the game inside. <laughs> the Bo um, Burnham special. Yeah, Play Dead's Inside. And I actually, this came into my mind because Marcy, I remember you saying when we were speaking about how and where we like to play games in the environment that you set yourself up in that you had the experience. I think you were like just, it was lights off in bed, headphones on with the Switch playing Inside. And yeah. that completely inspired me to... I actually had it. I had it purchased from like a sale ages ago. So when I booted up um, one of the two switches uh, that I have, because I had to get one for Nisha because of Animal Crossing. And I was just like, you know what? I'll give it a go. And what an experience it was uh, like playing that. It, it, it's incredibly hard to describe, right? I, I said it to you guys. It was like, I don't, it, it was the closest thing to me that playing it like a David Lynch experience um, just in terms of like what it evoked for me um, where just the imagery, the sound design, everything, I haven't a fucking clue what happened in the game, mind you, but yeah, but it's evocative and it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it, it's very mysterious. So yeah. It's like, um, it's like, a, I was about to say it's like a weird Scandinavian movie, but they are a Scandinavian company, aren't they? Are they played it? Finland, I think. Yeah. That the I, last forty minutes of that game are it's the most unusual. Well, I think it's a game ever. It's so odd. Like I, like I haven't played it recently, but I've often thought that if you're an aspiring game designer, you should fucking play Inside. It is like perfect game design. It's a mm-hmm. linear two D platformer, but just it's so pitch perfect and how it introduces mechanics. How it doesn't need to ever teach you anything. It's all mm-hmm. you can intuit everything because it's just so well designed and like everything else. It's just. Uh, 
wonderfully horrifying experience as well. It's just macabre <laughs> so and weird and strange. Yeah. I, 10 out of 10. It's one of my favorite games of the last 10 years easily. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, le- it left me haunted, but I, and exactly. I don't, but I don't know why, which is why I love it. Right. <laughs> like, mm. but I don't know if it was, um, you know, something just deeper inside me that it, it, it just evoked something within me from certain imagery in that last 15 minutes without spoiling uh, the game, or if it was the initial opening, which really just throws you into it. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm trying, I'm, I really want to, the less, you know, going into it, if anyone is looking to play um, a masterpiece that is available on switch. Um, yeah. Th- highly, highly recommend, but it's not for everyone. No, and, and I would also add to that, try to play it in one sitting if you can. Yeah, I, mean, I to, 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 totally agree. Yeah, relatively short, maybe three three hours, maybe? Maybe even yeah, maybe a bit less. An yeah. hour and a half to um, two hours, I would say. That less, well, okay. Um, and then also Limbo was pretty fantastic as well. Not, not the same quality, but I think it's also... See, Limbo was, Limbo was the previous game, and I would have called that one of the best games for the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3 generation, and inside is categorically like better than it. It's it is, yeah. Like two, but two wonderful games. I think they're in a pack on PlayStation 4 now. Yes. You can buy them as a, as a, in a, together. Yeah, and then, and then to, to round off, and I won't dwell on this one too much, but I'm still on the side uh, playing through Alan Wake as part of my my remedy playthrough so uh i'm gonna finish that soon um because i know for the next couple of episodes episode 18 and 19 of of this podcast that we've decided that i'm playing through those two games and that's a certainty for me and i'm really really looking forward to that well, you're, you're playing through. No, you said that in a weird way, but I get yeah, what you're saying. Did, but yeah. we'll leave that hang. We, we, we'll leave we that hang because keep, we have context. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I I said last time what I was going to be playing. It's the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, the new version for the Switch. You're playing a Zelda much- game. Did you get it? Wow. <laughs> I got I got it four days late because I, I I wanted to buy it physical and GameStop completely let me down. But oh my god, they rang me on the Tuesday, and um, just clearly a guy who worked there, and he was just. He was just like, yeah, sorry, uh, Skyward, uh, we, we didn't get the shipment in of Legends of Skyward Sword. And I was like, just groggy and just awake. And I was like, this isn't the first time GameStop has done this to me, right? And then I just had this moment where I was like, I'm just talking to this dude who works in GameStop. Yeah. It's not his fault. So I got really embarrassed. So I was like, oh, sorry. The only reason I got angry there was because it's for a present, a birthday present. It's just not, it was for me. It was all, it was all just a fucking lie. <laughs> You know, I had way too much fun just sending you that video on, on Facebook of me purchasing it but not purchasing it on the e-store in like 10 seconds. Yeah, because I, I try to buy things physically and it's let me... I'd like, I like. I need to stop because I keep being let down, let down but uh, I got it eventually. But I didn't really mind because I haven't actually played it that much yet uh, because Ireland went through a very uncharacteristic like heat wave for the mm. last few days. So when I wasn't working, I was trying to be out in the sun. But I, I'm playing it and I'm really enjoying it. Skyward Sword is famous or infamous for its uh, motion controls. You need to you you need the, on the original on the Wii. You needed to use the Wii remote to swing Link's sword around in very precise movements, and it's the most controversial thing about it. Some people hated it. I will always um, fight for. I think the sword controls are really great. Um, it was all the other shit I never liked. Like in that game, you had to to fly to use all your items to fly this big bird. You fly. You had to like wiggle the remote 
climbing up ladders, you had to wiggle the remote, wiggle the remote to like That's swing annoying. on vines. So they've gotten rid of all that, which is great. You can like the motion controls are all very optional now. And if if you're choosing to play the game entirely without motion controls, you have to use the le- the right analog stick, and it's functional. But in my opinion, not as good and not as fun. I would always say it's still the best way to play this game is to use the motion controls on the Switch, which I've used it for about an hour of my playthrough, and I think it's even better than the Wii. Uh, look, the problem with <laughs> Skyward Sword's uh, combat is 85% of the time it just doesn't work because of design more so than technology or functionality. Like the main enemy, the main enemy, the Pokoblins, they're so nuisancey and not fun to fight. The first boss is sort of a pain in the ass. It's very unclear how to how to like actually attack him. And I think that led a lot of people back in the day to kind of think this motion control shit doesn't work. But it's more just that the early hours of Skyward Sword are by far, far it's worse. So oh, I hope with this worst. new version. They're the but not worst. Even, like, replaying it now, it's not even the really slow two-hour pro- prologue, which is dog shit. I've always hated it. I have a controversial opinion um, about Twilight Princess um, and Skyward Sword that the more story driven you try to make a Zelda game, uh, the worse it gets because you, you're you're ta- you're putting time towards story that's like as as charming as the characters are and the world is. Story is not great. You need something more like Majora's Mask or Breath of the Wild that throws you in and then tells the story organically through its world. So I kind of but but replaying it, it's not only that two hour um, prologue on it's uh, as soon as you get into the swing of things, the game still has pretty bad content at the beginning, but. I think now I can confidently say with all this, the the quality of life improvements, um, like stuff like even in 2000, 2011, like 10 years ago was a long time, but some of the design choices of Skyward Sword were absolutely terrible, even for 2011, like really basic stuff. You have a companion um, called Fee, which is also the name of my girlfriend, who is the worst companion ever. Good girlfriend, bad companion. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was like, you better fucking name yourself there, man. But, yeah, um, yeah, I guess you're editing this week, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... um. Yeah, and she used to spoil all the puzzles. She used to like come out and give you hints. None of that anymore. Um, so I think with all the quality of life upgrades, I think I can confidently say that Skyward Sword is properly a great game. It just has a ton of negatives. It's really badly paced. There's a lot of uh, fetch questy side quests. You know, go here, do thing. Go here, do thing. And sometimes that bleeds into the main game as well. So a lot of that game is like really slow paced mm-hmm. and boring. But I wholeheartedly recommend to anyone who hasn't played I re- it. I man, think. I remember getting it for christmas i believe it was yeah it would have been I'm Ron yeah. Burgundy. um <laughs> yeah i remember getting it for christmas and i had a fucking great time like with the original game uh, like yeah. every uh, all of the caveats that you that you just said yeah they were all present there but i actually remember being quite impressed with the um it was the 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 one game that you needed uh we motion plus so you couldn't play it without the advanced uh, Wii remote. It came. It came with an advanced Wii remote that it, it was golden and it had Wii Motion Plus. Yeah, installed so it had it. like better gyroscopics and 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 stuff. So as in, like I remember it working uh, gameplay wise, like very well. Like it was pretty. It was pretty one to one, and I, that that was that was quite impressive. And I like the art style. Like I, I, yeah, I think yeah. a lot of um, what happened, not not narratively, but. Um, you know, in terms of climbing and the climbing meter and the visual style, like a lot of that bled through to Breath of the Wild. You know, and sure. people don't understand that. Like, I think it'd be a good, a good, um, concise way to say it if, if you, just to know what you're buying. Skyward Sword is kind of the opposite of Breath of the Wild. It's, you know, Breath of the Wild is 
big and Skyward Sword is quite small. Breath of the Wild lets you do anything. Skyward Sword is very linear. But like you said, on I too, I love the whole vibe of that game. It's like really colorful and it's quite romantic. It's the only, um, it's the only like Zelda game where this version of Link and Zelda, I think, overtly want to shift the face off each other. And I think that co- that colors the entire experience for me. I think I'm drinking fizzy water instead of still water. Does that ever happen to you? And it just catches you by surprise? Yeah, what a hilarious, <laughs> what an hilarious situation. Wow, that's <laughs> ludicrous. And, and the, gla- per- the glass he's drinking through from is see-through, so I'm confused as to how Do he you, does it. No, but like... As oh, in, we're having a conversation about it. Yeah, like... So, uh, <laughs> I was going to go back and try and explain to our Canadian and, and what shift the face off is. Yeah, for international list, listeners, what shift, shift the face off Shift the face is, is it, it, you hear it and you know it, I think. Even if you don't know it, I think you know it. Uh, I so. We'll see. We'll see what people reply mm, to. I don't know about this. But I think this is the perfect time to move on to the main event and the game we're talking about today, which is um, a game, a big part of all our childhoods, question mark. Definitely mine. You two, yeah, they're nodding. Yeah, yeah it's conquer. Yeah, it's conquer. Conquer's Bad Fur Day, and I just have a little what bit of um, Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Oh, okay. Did I say it weird? No, no, I just didn't hear you. Oh, that was annoying. <laughs> First time I've ever been annoyed on this while recording this podcast. <laughs> no. So before we jump into our discussion about it, I just have, um, people who don't know what it is, a little bit of data written down here. Conquer's Bad Fur Day is a 2001 platform game developed and published by Rare for the Nintendo 64. The game follows Conquer, a greedy, hard-drinking red squirrel who must return home to his girlfriend after a night out drinking. The game, which was intended for a family audience, was initially titled 12 Tales Conquer 64 and was set for release in late 1998. The game was remade into an adult-oriented product after it received criticism for its kid-friendly tone during a showing at E3 1998. A remake, Conquer Live and Reloaded, was released for the Xbox in 2005, while the original version was included as part of the Rare Replay compilation for Xbox One in 2015. I grabbed a review from 2001, and um, when I got this review from IGN, own uh, the name jumps out at me, and I completely forgot this man existed. Matt he was like, you you guessed it. He was like the first games journalist I used to follow, like Matt Casamassina yeah. and uh, Mark Bozon. Yeah, was was, yeah this is, I, like it literally just like triggered something in my brain. I just had a ton of memories. But um, back in two thousand and one, Matt said, "Bottom line." A spectacularly creative, wonderfully satisfying 3D action platformer that ass jokes and bloody messes encapsulated, encapsulated shines with Nintendo's very best. And I got a, a modern review of it as well, which is, in truth, Conquer's Bad Friday's quality as a platformer, which is pretty good but not great, is the least important thing on the docket. Here we have a foul-mouthed, hard, R-rated parody of a family-centric genre, which came out just as said genre was fading away from its position as the most popular and ubiquitous type of game out there. It not only works as a deconstruction, but as a loving send-off to the Nintendo 64, being one of the last games on the console, but in a way to an entire era of gaming. And the multiplayer was absolutely superb too. And I tricked you. I wrote that for our Instagram. That was on that was on our top 20. <laughs> that was on that was on my top 20 Nintendo 64 games, which we we cover like a tiny minuscule part of the internet. So small, yet I managed to piss people off with that fucking top 20 list uh, of Nintendo 64 <laughs> games. You sure did. But if anyone's curious, check that out. Uh, that was my little review of Conquer that I That's wrote. so um, funny. But um, who wants to kick it off? Who wants to kick it off their memories <laughs> of this game, which is um, impossibly old. I couldn't believe it was 2001, although Nintendo 64 absolutely makes sense. I'll go first. I nodded Owen, but I think then Owen thought I was nodding to say I would go first. So I'll go first. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think uh, I have very vivid memories of of playing this. Um, I had already, though, uh, I think I've brought some of the podcast before, um, where I swapped my PlayStation for an N64 in the late 90s with a friend of mine. And uh, about a year after doing that, we, we swapped back, which I think would have been in late 2000. So sadly, I didn't own an N64 to, to buy Congress Bad for a day. But my best friend, Steve, who lived just down the road from me, he had a copy of it. And um, I don't think Steve listens to this, but whatever. Um, Steve had this habit where he wouldn't let you really play games. He'd like invite you up and say, hey, man, you want to hang out? You'd be like, yeah, cool. And you'd end up sitting beside him and watch him play through a video game. Yeah, I, I did that as well in my youth. <laughs> yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it, it was a weird weird power move, right? Um, I, I, yeah, looking back at it, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, no, but, but thankfully, um, it did have some amazing uh, multiplayer, which I know we, we'll cover later. But the, the thing that kind of, I suppose, jumps out to me first was I didn't really understand how great a game it was until I was older at the time. It's like what twelve or thirteen. What what just uh, pulled me in like a young teenager was, you know, the the mature and raunchy nature of it. The 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 movies it spoofed. Um, that's what kind of stood out in my mind when I first saw it, and that it looked really really it looked brilliant for it the looked time. Looked amazing. I, yeah. I think it did. And yeah, I remember Conquer being like really, um, uh, really animated, and like you could really tell, you know, kind of kind of what he was what he was trying to think or trying to say. That the voice acting was brilliant as well for the time, and particularly I think for the N sixty four. Um, it's like three yeah, people. It's three, it's like people, three people, yeah. In, in the cast, really, yeah. yeah. One of them being the main developer, uh, Chris Seaver. I Chris Seaver, yeah. Like he bunch, does all of the did male a bunch of characters, I believe. Yeah, that's really <laughs> badass. I didn't know that. Um, but so that's kind of that was my initial, um, you know, interaction with it. And I've I've played it again, like I think two or three times since. I absolutely love it. Yeah, like I to a certain degree agree with Marcy in that, like, what drew me in was the crude uh, nature of it, and. Mm-hmm nothing that i can think of in video games really had that attitude um in that era and you know so th- something like um south park was was doing it mm. on on tv and I, I think that's very very relatable in terms of like you know oh how would you compare the humor to something and like my mind would automatically go 100 percent yeah, hundred percent. You know, it, particularly the satire. Yeah, com- the satire kind of part. Yeah, completely yeah. satirical in, in, in what it was ripping off um, from movies, but then in terms of what it was drawing from to be offensive from, uh, like accents and and things like that. It was like you know, South Park is one hundred percent the closest thing that comes to my mind. But apart from all the of how crude it was, it was also just it was an interesting game from a gameplay mechanic mm. it was you know it was it was doing things um differently and it's almost like it, i could say to someone you know conquer is an example of how you actually don't design a game um <laughs> because uh, in that you know i think um you know speaking about inside earlier on in the episode you know it's very in, uh, intuitive and you learn as you go and it, it kind of just makes sense but conquer kind of was like uh, like they designed the scenarios and the humor and then they placed gameplay mechanics that only happened within those scenarios at that point in time yeah, that you fucking never segments. took with you later in a game. <laughs> you know, you think of, you think of um, coming off Zelda, right? And you think of Zelda and all of the, the items that uh, like Zelda presented, right? Um, and it, sure, you could 
use a Zelda item in a dungeon and it came in handy for that dungeon because the dungeon is, is designed around it. But you could also use that item like later on in the game. But like what I remember from Conqueror's Bad Fur Day was like they just threw so much shit against the wall um, mm. just to be like <laughs> funny and do something different within those scenarios. And like, you know, a, a squirrel who uses a, like a double Uzi because of the Matrix and a grenade oh, launcher. Man um it, it was it was just it was just outrageous and it was it, it was like nothing else that i've uh, played on the n64 anyway what about you liam that was well that was the thing about it like i it really was like nothing else i used to collect um a magazine called nintendo official magazine i used to collect it for years and years of my childhood it was a british magazine i still have stacks of them up in my um, my old bedroom at my parents house um and so I was hyper aware of it. I was because uh, I was a huge fan of. For me, like um, Rare were amazing on the Super Nintendo, uh, oh, especially with especially with the Donkey Kong Country series. But yeah, but it was the N sixty four for me. In my childhood, like Rare were like right hand man of Nintendo. You know, they were like Nintendo were the biggins, but then you had Rare like releasing these games. And uh, so I'm a huge fan of uh, Banjo Kazooie. I keep bringing it up. I love those two games um, Liam, can so I, much. Can I just say Donkey Kong? Banjo, Jeff Force Gemini, Killer Instinct, Diddy Kong Racing, Goldeneye, and fucking Perfect Dark, all by the same studio. God, yeah, and one true one console like lifespan, and of course Conquer, yeah. So yeah, I was I was like aware of it from a mag, uh, from magazines. I was a huge fan of Banjo, and I was like, oh my god, this is like they're doing a platformer, but it's all rude. It's like South Park, like you said. And I remember I was uh, all geared up to have it bought for me. I go, I wasn't getting it. I didn't have my own income back then. I was only a child, all right? I wasn't expected to have my own income. <laughs> but um, a leaflet, fucking 2001, a fucking leaflet came through the door advertising it. Are you serious? And yeah, what? I swear to God, I swear to God, a leaflet, came, like maybe it was from game or like a game being the, the store game i not. do remember game doing those leaflets though yeah yeah really yeah wow. and my mother my mother thought and was like oh no you can't have that and i was like <laughs> oh my god crestfallen because i like i was following this for months in the magazine but then i finally got it um they, they, they my brother probably convinced her or that just was like tired of listening to me but i got it but fucking late i didn't get it at launch i'll tell you that much and um I was obsessed with it, um, but it really, like, I remember showing it to a friend and uh, my mom, like, being in the room and just being like, you can't play that game anymore when there's people over. Um, <laughs> but little, like, did my parents know that that became one of the games the that we played. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one of the, the most played games in my in my mm-hmm. house. My house was kind of the... Um, the kind of place where everyone collected to play video games and was definitely during the eras of like multiplayer on Nintendo 64 and multiplayer on the GameCube. I'm fairly certain that uh, when Marcy, because I went to your house, uh, here's a bit of a history lesson, folks. The first time that uh, I went over to Liam's house was actually with Marcy because you you were, had planned to go over and um, uh, I was hanging around with Marcy after school one day and he was like, come on, we'll go over to, we'll go over to Liam's. And that was like, uh, you know, unknown territory to me. And then, uh, <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> and uh, I made it creepy. Uh, it did. <laughs> and um, I've like, I'm fairly certain. I'm not joking. I'm pretty sure Conquerors might have been something that we actually played that day. Totally believe it. Yeah, totally believe that. That, that man, the multiplayer, the fun we would have playing. Yeah, let, your yeah let's talk about the multiplayer. We can do. We can yeah, do yeah, it backwards we'll and maybe get the single player because I think. One of the hidden things of Conquer's Bad for a Day is that, like, it has kind of 
a secretly really good multiplayer mode because other rare games um outside of geez not like i'm not talking about perfect dark or goldeneye i'm more talking about the rare mascot platformers like donkey kong 64 and banjo tooie had i think they're both you know well donkey kong 64 is all right uh sorry banjo <laughs> banjo tooie is a masterpiece they had shit multiplayer absolutely mm. shit multiplayer and i uh, but Conquer was the opposite of that. Conquer was a single-player platformer game that just also came packed with a really fucking good multiplayer mode. And yeah, it's like I, I have a lot of good memories of um, of people coming to my house over the years to play to play games. Like it's one of those things, you know. If you're kind of gonna get a bit sentimental, sentimental for a moment. Always. You, know, you ever hear that thing? You ever hear that thing? It's like um, one time your parents um, put you down. Were, your parents are holding you and they put you down and they never picked you up again because you know you grew up you know i feel like one time the lads came over to play video games in my house and they left and they never came back there was the last time people gathered at my house to play video games probably there at christmas what are you talking no, about it's not. Same thing. <laughs> no 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 we're all adults now and i i look back at it not with a kind of like you know that kind of raw kind of oh i want to go back there i want to i hate i hate simpler being an days man simpler days yeah i look back mm. at it i look it's a nice feeling i have very good yeah. memories and often at the forefront of those memories of gathering in my house and playing games is um conquer which had a absolutely crazy multiplayer game sort of offensive like a single player like there was one mode where you played as french refugees and <laughs> what, what was, some one one team had to be french refugees who were squirrels they're all, yeah. all cartoon squirrels and the other team were teddy bears right? uh the game the, the game's nazi analog yeah teddies <laughs> spelled t-e-d-i-z they were supposed to be nazis they all spoke german <laughs> And um, and you have to like run to, like, halfway across the map while you're being sniped, and I think you could sh- the teddies could get on the Gatling. Gun. Yeah, so the teddies you know, had heavy uh, long heavy weapon, range yeah. uh, machine guns and heavy ar- artillery. Why the uh, the the squirrels were able to move fast and were running away out of base camp, essentially trying to escape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just remember hours and hours playing that, like literally hours and hours, because then we found out there's hidden route you can take if you're one of the refugees where you yeah. can jump on a switch and blow up the teddy and that changed the whole game and it was just it was it's one of those things where this and this um this uh covers the single player as well to be honest i don't think the controls are fantastically good uh, i don't think i'm not gonna go back and say like oh it's such a well-designed game but there was something about it, just the sheer reverence and the, like they almost like they cobbled something together and just kind of went oh shit this works you know this works like there was a capture the flag mode in it, which was kind of a yeah so, similar so thing. So it's kind yeah, of like yeah. they didn't necessarily need to put. It reminds me of Naughty Dog and Uncharted, right? Where like when Uncharted mm. Two came out, it's like you could have just done something basic, but you kind of did more than you needed to do, and it really ended up being amazing. And I think it's the same with this. It's like you easily could have done a simple death match and a capture the flag, and I'll leave it at that, and it would have been fun. But they went above and uh, beyond, and that like that's why it's so good. Like I don't, I can't think of anything that uh, that game mode that we were just talking about. Um, I can't think of anything like nowadays that has something to. as hilarious as that. No, and remember <laughs> even the the even more bizarre mode where you could play as either cavemen or dinosaurs. Brilliant! And just it's called raptors. Just, I remember yeah, that, yeah. bizarre. You um, have to. Did the caveman have to grab the eggs, Marcy? Is that correct? The eggs. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And it was so violent. If you got eaten <laughs> by those dinosaurs or like shot by one of those those Nazi teddy bears, which I never thought would be a sentence I would say on a recorded uh, piece of media. Um, that's the thing about talking about this game, isn't it? It's kind of like I don't know if it's okay these days. The game. Well, well maybe that, that that's a good next question. Do you think? 
so I haven't, I replayed it. That's time I replayed it was probably 10 years ago. Um, and then I think it was still kind of okay. I think it kind of just about, I'm thinking of a few scenes, maybe not. Do do you think it's aged well? Some of it. Mm. I'll put it, I'll put it like this. I'm glad I played it when I was 11 as a child (laughs) in 2001. Do you know what I mean? That was the time to play it. I think for what it is, just this kind of, the the sheer kind of um, ballsiness of just like, let's just, let's just, Let's not make a cutesy platformer. Let's make it a game that looks like a cutesy platformer, but it's just it's going to have just just really juvenile toilet humor and movie parodies and you know all that. I think as a video game, there's nothing really else that's like it. So that means it's kind of notable for me as well. But I think in terms of humor, there's some shit that now that I I don't really find funny anymore. Yeah, there, um, I think there's some sexual stuff that doesn't fly. <laughs> so yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's some sexual stuff that's really kind of. Um, poor taste the whole thing is poor taste <laughs> I don't know. there's there's degrees of it there's degrees of you it. know and and can i just like touch upon it's a really interesting story you know the the development mm. of this game um because it's while i was doing a bit of research on it what i what i didn't know was that both banjo and conquer were introduced in diddy kong racing so I think yeah. So I think Conquer. I think Conquer had a two D platformer for the Super Nintendo. So I think Conquer was around longer. I know the game that you're thinking of. I actually think it was a different squirrel. Uh, I could talking... be. I could be mistaken, but I had that game for the SNES, and I think uh, it actually was a gotcha. A gotcha. You could be right. Uh, uh, Nintendo animals, platformers, whatever. So, <laughs> um, but in in a couple of years after Diddy Kong Racing, uh, there was a conquer uh 2d platformer i think for uh the gba and it was that right uh, it, it was gotcha, light, light, gotcha. light-hearted it, it was completely family friendly um and then as uh it was e3 97 uh super interesting because that was the year and you would never you know you would never have it uh around e3 this, anymore in that banjo and conquer were shown together and they were pretty much the exact same game. And I think that's part of uh, it, it's interesting because that was part of the downfall and of why it became uh, what it was. And then in, in 98, uh, it was officially, as Liam said, it was uh, Conqueror's uh, 12 Tales. And then everyone was like, this is far too much like Banjo. So they were about to scrap the project, which is when uh Creceiver came in uh, as we said the head designer and he pitched the idea to to save con uh essentially save it um and he you know pitched essentially the really really crude um version of it um and they uh, it's like I said they wrote all the scenarios and they wrote all of the humor first and then put like the gameplay in it but what's super interesting is when you think of like how would N- Nintendo react to this one it was that they're actually to a certain degree fine um there was a few things that they actually there was a like a pikachu joke where he was like murdered off screen but uh, and it was implied that they cut but nintendo of america um wouldn't actually publish ads for the game in america so the only place that they were able to advertise this game to you know to give some context is in the likes of uh, playboy magazine in the United oh, States. Oh, yeah, I know the story. Yeah, yeah. they didn't want to... No. Oh. They actually didn't want it. They hung it out to dry, essentially. Um, so, and in Europe, Nintendo of Europe wouldn't publish the game. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. We did, yeah, when we when we booted up our Conquer here in Ireland, it was THQ that came up at the beginning. 
right? Yeah, it was THQ yeah. who uh, who published the game. So Nintendo of Europe wouldn't even do it. And like that, you know, that's to give context to the listeners of what kind of game this this uh, you know actually <laughs> is. Did, didn't they um, back to that Playboy thing? Didn't they like? Um... This is okay. I'm going to try and piece together the next sentence because it, it, I might, <laughs> I'm going to might make. Yeah, let me do my best here. Let me start. Start. There was a Sky One TV uh, game show that we used to love own. Um, <laughs> with two, uh, not a game show, sorry, a show about video games. Um, with two like British presenters. Oh, the the, the boys, Daz yeah, the and, guys. Yes. Daz and yeah. Jay, Jay and Daz. That was yeah. called Game Zone. Was it? Game, something like that. Um, it's the boys. <laughs> the boys. But I remember they they, uh, they did like I don't know if it was a retroactive thing, but they did a little story about how the entire uh, Playboy um, uh, a- advertising for Conquer. I think they brought it around to a bunch of colleges uh, throughout the states and had like basically uh, you know multiplayer, huge multiplayer games. Um, and whoever would win these contests, we get to go to the Playboy Mansion. Like, this is uh, fucking this bizarre. Is a different time, year. This is a different yeah, time. I like. think they, they followed them, but they were like interviewing people and like, "Yo, man, I can't wait to like these absolute frat boys and these college <laughs> dudes. Like, can't wait to get to the Playboy Mansion, dude. It's so awesome." And it's just like it's the most bizarre thing. Um, and Conquest yeah, was one of them. There. Conquest, what? That was the entire game. That was how they were advertising the game. It was like, hey, you know, this game is like already oh, really crude and. You know, there's like a naked bunny rabbit in it. Uh, no, there isn't. Well, I think I think she is naked at one point. The she's, squirrel. She's doing aerobics at the start. She's doing aerobics. Isn't there like a no? Uh, I I vivid in my brain. Editor, editor's note: Marcy is thinking about the sunflower at huge tits, which there is a naked flower in it. No, there's no naked. There's no naked squirrel. I'm pretty sure it. his girlfriend is naked uh, no. at one point. Okay, I'll, I'll Google that on my company. Don't Google it. While, while you guys talk to yourselves there. Who was, That's the to be honest, who was pretty much shaped after Lola Bunny. Like, Absolutely, yeah. 100%. Oh, my God. Let's deep dive into into some of the the, the overly crude humor. Like, you know, I, I don't think there's any point flirting around it. But, you know, the one of the things that definitely doesn't hold up is what Marcy touched upon, which is one of the quests in this in this game. And it's kind of the game is designed where, you know, similar-ish to uh like a mario 64 but it's more kind of condensed story missions it's it's linear yeah it's completely linear that was the main difference like, in comparison to rare's other big thing banjo kazooie which you go into a level and you explore exactly conquer was a linear straight you just go in one direction with the game so the levels are pretty much divided up by you know you have to complete a task for someone to progress and a lot of what it's designed around is these really overly animated uh, characters who are quite crude. And one of them was um, a big breasted sunflower who uh, what you needed to do was uh, have her expose her breasts so she could be pollinated by the king bee. And in order to do so, she had to, what was it, like be tickled by smaller bees mm-hmm. so you search tickly bees yeah tick, are they actually called tickly bees yeah conquer's like because they go mur, 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 and conquer's like you're tickly bees <laughs> you tickle instead of sting mur, 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 mur. okay <laughs> so you you uh, grabbed a couple of groups of these tickly bees um uh, and mm-hmm. then she opened herself up um to expose her huge breasts yeah. and then the fucking king bee is like all right I'll go and have my go. And then not only that, uh, Conquer is able to progress by 
jumping and bouncing on her breast as leverage to go to a higher point in the level. Yeah, it's not as funny anymore, to be honest. And I also remember playing that part of the game and just been literally like looking at the door, just really hoping no one walked in. I was just like, oh, this is this just feels wrong, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, so, but some true? of it is like not that particular scene, but like um, in terms of that, that definitely doesn't hold up. You know what I mean? Like no, that is something no, they no, could not do today. It's, it's pointless. Point- yeah, but they couldn't, they couldn't and shouldn't. It's just kind of pointless and shit and not very funny. I just prefer it when it's just much more juvenile than that. I'm talking about the big shit that sings. Mighty, That's mighty funny poo. to me. The big, the great mighty poo. He sings a song for you as you're fighting him <laughs> to throw toilet paper into his mouth. His teeth are made of sweet corn. <laughs> That's that's the content I want <laughs> in my video games. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, yeah. His whole thing was singing opera, right? And uh, he sings the whole fucking song. It was great. The production value was amazing. And that's just so good. Stupid toilet humor. Stupid. Absolutely stupid. Yeah. Stupid that's juvenile thing, toilet humor. And the uh, and the percentage because it, it's so shamelessly stupid and you know just crass. I think that's why I think the percentage of it is kind of about fifty fifty what lands and what doesn't. Mm. You know what I, I do yeah. think some of the some of the movie satire is good. Is yeah, I don't and, know if it's good, but it, it's it's interesting. Like how the, many can you how many can you remember? Uh, Tom Ahead, The Matrix, uh, Saving Private Ryan, Alien, Terminator, um, A Clockwork Orange, Clockwork Orange, yeah, for sure. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, it's so good. There was <laughs> a. I actually love that little game segment. There was a Jaws <laughs> reference, uh, like uh, homage as well, wasn't there? Wasn't there a catfish or something in the water? And yeah, uh, yeah, and Godzilla, Terminator, Terminator, Terminator. I think yeah, yeah. the Woodsman. Hmm? The Woodsman. <laughs> What's that? With Kevin Bacon, no? Is that no, 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 no. You're thinking of um... Shawshank Redemption? Sleepers? That's <laughs> fuck. I was trying to think of sleepers for the joke. Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I actually remember the Matrix. Um, uh, it had a great feature at the time, right? And I actually do think I think the replayability of this game isn't isn't necessarily there, and they knew it wasn't because the way that they presented it post game was we're going to let you go back and play the scenes that you mm. enjoyed the most. Yeah. yeah, and yeah I yeah. remember replaying that matrix scene again and again and again, because it was so actually, it was so satisfying. It was before like these days, um, like one thing, like we, <laughs> we weren't around for like, you know, you know, much historical things, but like, I don't know, we can chronicle in our memories how tedious Matrix parodies became really quickly back in like 1999. But I think Conquer was one of the kind of um, better ones. And more importantly, did that come out before like, <laughs> you know, Enter the Matrix? Like, you yeah, know, yeah. I just remember thinking like, oh, cool. Like, because it's, it's a recreation of the, the, the bank shootout in the Matrix 1, but you get to do bullet time and kind of fly through the air. And it was actually probably a pain in the ass now but i remember thinking it was quite cool and quite fun yeah yeah it came out the same year as a uh, rock stars max Payne. well that the game that must not be spoken of on this podcast yeah mm. <laughs> but that's the thing right it's like when the gags take precedence over um the actual gameplay and once you know the humor and it just doesn't become funny anymore that's why it's like the replayability isn't there and it's only there for like certain scenes uh i re- like i 100% remember the cutscene for the Saving Private Ryan yeah. um, uh, beach scene. It was recreated pretty well. Uh, you even have a squirrel picking up his own arm and looking at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but that entire gameplay, that, that whole part of the game is actually quite tough to get through. It's, mm. it's not particularly great. I think it's, I think it's just around the end before you fight the Panther King. 
Um, you don't ever fight him, Marcy, because a xenomorph busts out of his chest and you fight a xenomorph instead. Don't spoil it. God, for anyone who might want to play that game. Oh, the, plot of Con- the, the plot of Conqueror's Bad Fur Day is that he's a squirrel who has a hangover, is trying to get home. But there's also a villainous plot where a character called the Panther King <laughs> has a, yes. a table beside his throne that he's drinking milk off of. It spills. But it's missing a, so it's missing a leg, so he keeps spilling his milk. So his um German mad scientist cohort tells mm. him that the only thing that can fill the gap in the table leg is a red squirrel. So they have to go get a red squirrel. Like, they didn't give a shit when they were writing this game. They were just like, let's just facilitate the movie parodies and the fucking dumb, crass jokes, you know? And even at the end, you get to the Panther King, and he, he like I said, literally an alien from a- the movie Alien bursts out of him, and you fight that as the last boss instead. Yeah, what was surprising is that how uh, your girlfriend, spoilers, dies. Yeah, Conquer, Conquer has a weirdly somber ending. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's completely it, yeah. unearned, but it's there. Yeah, it like it's, 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 it's a fucking choice. It is a choice. It's pretty poignant. He's all sad. He becomes king, and he's all sad. Right? What's the moral of the story? The grass is always greener. Mm. He actually says that at one point. Don't drink. I play conquer a lot. I can quote it pretty well, but I won't. <laughs> 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 there was a moment there, right? When I was about to just, <laughs> I was just about to just... please don't. But what's even more offensive? is how after the acquisition of rare by microsoft of how they treated conquer that was like ugh. <laughs> well, can we just can, yeah can we just dwell on this for a second about conquer like i said um rare had so many good games for nintendo 64 and they were for me basically the you know the other great developer other than nintendo and, and the nintendo 64 but conquer was their final game for the Nintendo 64, and it would ultimately end up being the second last game Rare ever made for Nintendo because uh, Rare were bought by Microsoft. Uh, the last one was Star Fox Adventures, if you remember that on the GameCube. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but um, yeah, I never played the Xbox uh, remake of Conquer, uh, whatever it was called. I, I read it out earlier on. <laughs> Live, and reloaded. Reloaded. Live and Reloaded, yeah. It was one of those things. It was like, it was a graphical update, right? And they updated some of the controls. They got rid of his uh, what did he uh, his frying pan, which he used to use oh, as your what? melee attack. Yeah, they, they gave him um, a baseball bat instead, uh, and they <laughs> just choice. added a couple of more uh, melee uh, cannon fodder for you to to hit in a in a couple of levels. Didn't necessarily <laughs> add much, and they changed a couple of jokes here and there. And I'm, I'm but uh, like as far as I know. And I, I think uh, back in the 2010s, Rare, Rare's YouTube channel, which apparently exists, very, they're very, very cool, very nicely put out a lot of uh, making of docs. Um, so it was cool, like fucking history lesson. I was in heaven. But uh, Chris Seaver talked about one, uh, talked about Conquer on the thing, and he admitted like people are always crying. That's another thing. Like, people are always crying out for a Conquer sequel. Mm-hmm. That's like one of the I really wanted thing. Chris Seaver said, "Yeah, if it happens, like I." won't be me i don't have any interest in doing it he he's like his you know his what interests him design wise now is is almost completely multiplayer and this was like 10 years ago i read this so i don't know how, i don't know if he's still in the industry now but he said like i'm just interested in multiplayer and i haven't played it on but wasn't a big focus on the the xbox live and reloaded what wasn't so much the remake it was of the multiplayer, multiplayer. Was big big online multiplayer mode this is around the time of you know halo 2 and shit you know? exactly it was a huge thing on xbox live and they added um, I believe a couple of multiplayer modes and had future multiplayer planned. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, 
So that was the big push. They were looking to uh, make it a, a big multiplayer thing. I'm guessing because I know it sold quite poorly, didn't it? I think it was yeah. like less than 60,000 copies. I, I'm, I'd be so surprised if we ever got that sequel. Do you still have your copy of it, Liam? Mm-hmm. I have it in box. Um, uh, don't rob my house, anyone, but I do. And I, it's, it's, one, it's one of the... I was in a secondhand game store there up in Dublin a few years ago, and I saw it up there going for quite a lot of money. I think yeah. it might be one of the most kind of um, sellable games I own, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't sell something that I cherish so much for a few hundred, you know, up that price, and I'll fucking sell my childhood down the river. <laughs> but, uh, my box is a tiny bit beat up as well, so who knows, but yeah. It was, it was, uh, Marcy, it was one of those things. Uh, I, I'm very interested in these games. You know, these weird games that come out when the next gen of re- generation of consoles has already started. So when Conquer came out on the N64, uh, the PlayStation 2 was already like a thing. Like the Dreamcast was already a thing. Like a Chrono Trigger for the Super Nintendo was another one of those. This amazing RPG that came out when the PlayStation, for the Super Nintendo, when the PlayStation 1 was out. I love these games. Uh, that's what's um, such a shame about Conquer as well. As, as you said earlier on, Marcy, the... They gra- it pushed the N64 to its fucking limit. The graphics in it are quite good for Nintendo 64 game, and Conquer's face is very animated and expressionless. But when it came out, it was already like behind the curve mm-hmm. of what was what was happening on the, the PlayStation 2 and stuff like that. So and it uh, actually fu- sold very badly because of that. Funny enough, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Liam, but didn't Donkey Kong 64 and Perfect Dark require the extra RAM? For the N64? Yeah, the, expan- the, ex- the expansion pack, it was Yeah, called. the expansion pack. In fact, the DK64 came with an expansion pack. The expansion pack wasn't for the Nintendo 64, which was um, a peripheral you slot into the front of the N64. It wasn't necessarily for graphics. It was more for, like, memory, right? Yeah. And, like, RAM. So Majora's Mask needed it as well. Yeah. Conquer, yeah. which came out after all of those, actually didn't utilize it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a very simple game. Like, it's, uh, you know, as nice as it looked, it, you know. Well... I want to touch on how they murdered uh, Conquer with the uh, with what Xbox and Microsoft did um, post live and reloaded. One is uh, Project Spark, which I don't know if you guys are. It's uh, essentially kind of like a bit of a creative tool. Um, you might say it's dreams before dreams. Um, the the pl- as a game dreams our own is just getting really existential on us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they they had some conquerors assets, and he was used within that game, and then it got shut down pretty quickly. But some you know homemade conquer games exist, and then the final nail in the coffin. I don't know if you guys remember the experiment of Hololens, and uh, it was the essentially Microsoft's augmented reality platform, and they had young conquer doing fucking shit around your sitting room and that was the game he's he's not the right mascot for that was he doing crass shit no was he doing horrible shit was it, no he was just being all cute he was just being all cute it was just young conquer it was like a cutesy looking conquer what? marcy i have no memory of what owen is talking about is he <laughs> telling the truth or is he, is he, is he trying to air time on our podcast i'm trying to google it as quick as he was saying it <laughs> I, 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 he completely completely got me with this one i've never heard of any of this yeah because i'm like i'm the first person to to admit that you know any new piece of tech especially around uh you know the gaming space always excites mm-hmm. me right um you know i've owned a vr headset augmented reality is is probably the the future of it all and i remember seeing this and i remember being like 
I remember the uproar from people because it was the final nail in the conquer coffin. And it's weird, like when I like dial back 10 years, 15 years, I would have been like, please make a conquer sequel. But because of some of the reasons we talked about, I'm okay with it now being this curio from 2001. This game that's very of its time that couldn't and shouldn't exist mm-hmm. um, nowadays. I, I think I think that almost makes it more special in a way. And also, if um, it's because the Conqueror is one of those games where, like, I love it. It's a big part of my childhood. But if someone came up to me and said, "I fucking hate that game," like, I wouldn't try <laughs> to defend it all that much. I'm like, "Yeah, sure. It's not you know gameplay wise, it's not that good. It's fine." But um, you know, so I think maybe for people who might you know be a little bit more kind of. Um, against this kind of thing i think it's good to have it kind of buried away and i'm happy it came out on that xbox one collection because i always want um old games to be available no matter what but i think this really is a good um example of a game that maybe like it, it was what it was let's leave it there we'll always yeah. have it as long as we can play it on a yeah console. it's available on <laughs> you know? if if people are wondering it's on uh rare replay is the package so it's a package version of a lot of those rare games from um the 90s and 2000s, I believe, um, in one little so, neat it, package on uh, what Marcy and I love, which is Game Pass. Game Pass. I love, it. I love it in theory, too. I just don't fucking have it. Okay? You can get I'm it on sorry. the Steam Deck when you get one of those. Nice. Maybe I will. Do um, do either of you have any um, any other moments from Conquer? Because it's so full of moments. Just I think maybe we can kind of wrap up with just kind of and he just, <laughs> I'm just thinking of some of the things like there's actually bits I don't want to talk about. I actually remember there was one bit where my mom was in the room for and I was just absolutely ashamed. Oh, no. I actually don't want to talk about. But there was another bit. My mom often like, you know, kind of she remembers she, she remembers games that I was playing, which is cool. Like, and she, like she doesn't know what they were, but she often was like, what was that awful one with the. Yeah, because I because I remember she was there when I was you know there's a big dung mountain with a bunch of uh, so I was gonna say that and they're all they're all scousers they're all scousers right right and you have to roll a big fucking ball of shit up the mountain and stuff like that but I remember her like just watching us like okay what are you playing <laughs> oh, but it just sounds so crude and so crass to like anyone who has no pre-existing knowledge of Conquer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I was thinking um, in the theme of uh, consistently or trying to consistently uh, kind of, I suppose, pit the two of you against each other. Um, I came up with another quiz, a follow-up oh quiz. Is that what you were doing? Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. What did you mean? Just in the last <laughs> five minutes? Po- possibly. You might be able to tell about the quality of said quiz. Genuinely, uh, people listening, like, this is the second time. We, we, me and Owen do not know this is coming. He's done this to us twice now. It's no fun if you know. Um, <laughs> and so I said, let, let's let's kind of stick with the team. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. Conquer's Bad Friday. So who knows Conquer's Bad Friday better? Probably. Um, Owen, I, play the jingle. Hey! Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah, it was Damn good. Yeah, yeah. Good. I'm not even laughing. Um, I do believe uh, it's one nil to Liam. Liam came in there late. Two nil, maybe. Maybe it was two nil to Liam. Um, if I really think back about it. But anyway, let's jump into it. Um, who who would like to go first? Uh, who would like to maybe answer the first uh, the first question again? Uh, three questions. Um, they'll both be asked uh, each question with multiple choice this time. Um, and uh, I don't have any fourth special question prepared, so I do hope it isn't a tiebreaker because I'm not prepared for that. Um, mm-hmm. But who would like to go first? Oh, and you were wrong the last time. Yeah, you can choose who you want to go first or second. I'll go first. Ooh, you okay. go first. Okay. 
All right, cool. Um, what is a baby squirrel called? <laughs> a fry, a kitten, a squidditch, or a squirm? You fucker. Uh, about video games at all. <laughs> a squidditch. <laughs> a squidditch. Squidditch. It's probably a squirm. Uh, I like trick question. Uh, ooh, no, I haven't had the time to <laughs> think of any trick questions. Uh, Liam, uh, do you want me to read that out for you again there? Or I think you were taking once, some yeah. notes. Just No, I wasn't. Just one, one time, please. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is a baby squirrel called? A fry, a kitten, a squidditch, or a squirm? Um, I'm going to go with a fry because I like it. Yeah, I think it's a fry. A fry. Wow. Okay. I love a fry. No, I, this is, I, I'm putting myself on recording doing general knowledge is one of like my anxiety thing. I'm so well, it's, bad it's, at general knowledge. Well, it's video game knowledge, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's video game knowledge, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. Okay. So I think we had uh, Owen there said uh, a squidditch and Liam said a fry or some, some shit. It wasn't there. Um, <laughs> so the correct answer is... I get a, a quick drum roll there. That's enough. That's weak. A kitten. Oh, cute. Um, I so like the that. mating ritual of the squirrel is quite frenzied as the female is only receptive for about 24 hours, usually twice a year, um, which time her scent attracts many males who take it in turn to mate. Um, so yeah, then they usually have about maybe two to <laughs> what eight is this? kittens. Like, these squirrels need to stop stealing my moves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on to the second question, um, which I guess we'll go back over to Owen. Um, so... <laughs> Better be about the video game. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it, is, it is. No, it is. It is. It is. Obviously, um, the tree squirrel, uh, ground <laughs> ground squirrel, and which God, other squirrel make up three subgroups of the squirrel family? Uh, A. The mountain squirrel. B. The flying squirrel. C. The Arctic squirrel. Or four. The hairless squirrel. Did you go A B C four? He did it. He did it. He did it, and he knew he was doing it. I did answered it. like a fool. I corrected yeah, him like a yeah. fool. I um, the Arctic squirrel. The Arctic squirrel says Owen. I'm going to go flying squirrel. Flying squirrel, Liam. I like flying squirrels. Flying squirrel. They fascinate wow. me. Okay, I'm going to um, do my own drum roll this time. Because I obviously did it there as well. Sad. Uh, Liam, brilliant. Well done. It is, <laughs> yeah, it is correct. Liam has taken the lead. Uh, of course, uh, there are over 200 species of squirrel, uh, <laughs> which most of our listeners don't know. And these can be broken down to three subgroups. Uh, tree, ground, and flying squirrel. Uh, yeah. Within these actual three subgroups, um, we've got family members there, including chipmunks, marmots, uh, prairie dogs, and of course groundhogs as well. Um, but I think we'll we'll hold on the You're squirrel facts dastardly. for there. Yeah, uh, dastardly fucker. Man. Moving on to the final okay. question there. Um, yeah. So uh, obviously, you know, let's have at least one actual conquers bad Friday question in there. Um, true or false? Is Bovril bullet hole? A cheat in Conquer's Bad Fur Day. And if it was, for a bonus point, what would it be for? You could type in cheats. Um, some The main menu of uh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day was fucking one for the ages, actually. It was the bar he drinks in. You move the camera around mm. and, like, you know, different See all things. See the characters, right? Things. And, yeah, you know, you want to go to multiplayer. It was the keg room and stuff like that. Uh, but... I remember there was a room you could type in cheats, and you know what? I, sorry, is it my, do I answer or is it own? <laughs> yeah, that that two words together absolutely um, rings something in my memory. I'm going to say yes, it is a cheat. I have no idea what it does because 
because there was no ammo or anything. Unlimited lives. Unlimited ammo I'll go for. In the, oh, in in, in, I'll go for unlimited ammo in the parts that have guns in them. Owen Arudin, yet again, has demonstrated his knowledge of both squirrels and Shit, video what? games Fuck. in a quiz. But do um, I get a point for knowing that that was nope. a, a Chico? I get both your points. Oh, did you say that, Liam? Yeah. Oh, okay, then yeah, I would give Liam a point there as well, which means uh, it's a a tie. Um, So that's one all. Um, I'm not going to ask another squirrel question because I think we've had probably quite a few listeners uh, peter off there and do something else. Bye. See you next time. We we love you. Yeah, it was a sexy rabbit. Is that what you said? I did not say Peter Rabbit was a sexy rabbit. Wrap it up, Liam. (laughs) Wrap it up. Well, thank you so much. That was the second best quiz we've ever done, I would say. <laughs> and uh, it was another very enjoyable episode. Um, we'd like to thank everyone who is still listening to us. We love seeing those numbers every week. We're so happy that you're still listening. And please check us out on Twitter and on Instagram. And keep listening. We, we have a couple of cool episodes planned. We actually planned ahead this time, didn't we? We actually, for the first time ever, we have the next few episodes planned in advance. Yeah, very excited. Um, yeah, so we have some cool episodes coming up. Uh, but I'm glad this time we just got to root around in the old N64. So I will say goodbye from me, Liam Sheehan, and this time I'm going to let the other two just, you know, in- outro themselves. Squirrel. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs>